This is Weekly Woman by Jubilance for PMS. Hi, girls, and welcome back to Weekly Woman with your host, Alice Cash of Jubilance for PMS. Thanks so much for listening. It's time for This Week in Quarantine. What are your quarantine hobbies you've come up with? Is it weird that I think I had no hobbies before COVID struck? I really didn't spend any time at home. I was always out and about working 24-7, and I don't think I could name a hobby that I had. I guess I like to read at night, but doesn't everyone? I have become a hobby queen, I tell you. A queen! I'm giving myself a crown and a coronation party later. Just kidding. But I do have way too many crowns for a woman of 29. I mean, just put a crown on your head and don't smile. I dare you. But I've been baking. I knit an entire blanket. I tried my hand at embroidery, but stuck my fingers too much with a needle. So I ended up with a cloth that looks like what Sweeney Todd used to clean up his razors. I've made bath bombs, started learning Polish, worked my way through a coloring book. I made some really ugly soap, pressed flowers, decided that my bicycle is my new best friend. And my favorite, I've been brewing kombucha. Yes, I've officially turned into the beach hippie that I never wanted to be when I lived in Cali, but I think after so many years in New York, my inner Californian is coming out. I feel like a mad scientist. I'm like, grow, my precious, grow, of the SCOBY bacteria growing each day in my kombucha. Seriously, it's so good. I'm really proud of it. It feels like my little pet I have to help feed with sugar each day. I know I'm really fortunate to be able to practice these hobbies and to experiment with all of these things as I work from home. I don't have any kids to help teach. I have a job that I love and am super passionate about and am finally back to my healthy self after weeks of COVID and then getting my stamina back on track. In all seriousness, if you're struggling with a day-to-day, try to get a hobby that you love if just for five minutes. Maybe it'll give you a little bit of light during this time. Others of you might be working 24-7 like our guest on the podcast today. Amber Bowles is a middle school English teacher, and not only can she spout off the next book you want to read, but she was also on Married at First Sight. Can you say obsessed? I was definitely fangirling when I heard that she wanted to be on the show. And we're so excited to have you on today. Thank you for being here. I'm really excited to be here too. Yeah, I recently watched your show because it was just like released on Netflix. And so it was just wild. I loved everything about it. So thanks for being on today. Yeah, no problem. Um, it Honestly, once it got on Netflix, I feel like things got crazy. <laughs> wow. Well, when did it go up on Netflix? Um, not that long ago. I feel like after quarantine started. So, I mean, because it released um, between June of 2019 and September of 2019. So, it, yeah, so it was out for a while. Yeah, and now now everyone's just like, oh my gosh, this new show you have to watch. All my girlfriends have been talking about it, so. <laughs> yeah, okay, but what is your favorite reality TV show? Is it this one? <laughs> um, I do love Married at First Sight, and I, I enjoy watching it, but my favorite reality show, I love... <laughs> I love cooking shows. Does that count as reality TV? Yeah, I think that's I great. Obsessed with cooking shows. I love anything with Guy Fieri. He's like my favorite. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's so great. I wish I could cook. Are you a good chef then? Um, you know, I'm a good, I'll cook things. I'm good at preparing food, but I'm not necessarily like a chef. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Um, what would be your favorite thing to try to prepare? 
Um, I love making tacos and like doing weird spins on tacos. I recently made these salmon tacos that were so good. Yeah. And, um, it came, I made this side of, um, it's like cucumber and orange salad. It was, it was so weird, but so good. (laughs) That sounds like really refreshing during the summertime. Yep. So it was delicious. Oh, that's great. Um, so are you still living in Charlotte? Are you still in North Carolina? Yeah, I live like almost in Uptown, so. Okay. What's your favorite part about Charlotte? Um, okay, so Charlotte is just the best city because it's a small, big city. So I feel like I run into the same people a lot and I've gotten to know a lot of, it's so, it's strange. Like I know almost, I feel like I know everyone in Charlotte, but then there's still people to meet. New places are popping up on every corner because Charlotte's growing so much. Um, I grew up in this area and 10 years ago, there was nothing. And now Charlotte has like all these breweries, like all these bars and restaurants. So it's, it's fun because there's always something new to try. Oh, that's really cool. Do you have a favorite restaurant that like, if we go to Charlotte, we should hit up this one? There's a few, honestly. Um, one of them is Bakersfield. Um, they okay. have the best tacos and they have the best margarita in Charlotte. Um, okay. Like the best margarita you'll ever have. Um, and then like, just, you got to go there for margaritas. Uh, what else? There's just a lot of great places in Charlotte. I can't even think uh-huh. of um, any other ones that I go to more regular. Oh, I go to this bar called The Union, and Union. Um, they always have great drink specials. But it's, it's definitely a bar, not food. Huh. Okay, I'll have to hit it up when I can travel again after COVID. <laughs> I'm never going to travel again. Oh, my gosh. What have you been doing during quarantine? So I've been working. Um, I'm teaching at a new school next year, and um, my class actually – it's going to be a different type of class. I used to teach English, but I'll be doing a literacy class. So I've been working on my curriculum for my new class. So I've been doing a lot of work on that. Um, and then I've just been going to the pool a lot because I love um, oh, wow. outdoors. And I've just been trying to avoid people. Yeah, I know. It's so crazy right now. Are, are you guys transitioning to teaching online as well? Like with well, literacy and... We just got word from our governor that we'll be going back at least part-time. So, I mean, we're preparing for kids. Like, we'll be having kids in August. Oh, my gosh. Wow. That sounds really scary. Do they have things in place to keep all of you safe? I mean, we just don't have the budget. That's what, that's what we, I don't think people understand is we barely have the budget for what we do clean now. And we get a lot of complaints that our school buildings are not clean. Um, but I mean, we just don't even have the budget for that. So I can't imagine, wow. I mean, teachers are going to be, they already told us we're going to be responsible for cleaning our own rooms and making sure that they are like sanitized. That's I mean, that's not in my job description. Yeah. That, that's like almost unaffordable. And I mean, like I got my master's degree in education, not in sanitation. So like, I know nothing about how, what, how it should be sanitized. Like, I just don't even know. Wow. What a weird world we're living in. Yep. Oh really gosh. strange, especially in the South. Huh. Yeah. Are people wearing masks in Charlotte? Um, not where I live. I live in Uptown where all the, a lot of young people live here. So, I mean, I'm old, so I don't go out that much, but I'll look out my window and there's a bar, like a big, like beer garden across the street mm-hmm. and people are just standing in line with no mask, even though they have to wear one inside, but. Wow. I'm from just, New York city. So it's prevalent here and everyone is wearing a mask because everyone knows someone who's been affected um, right. it's just insane um 
can you talk about Married at First Sight? So did you watch the show before you, before you went on? Were you like a, were you their audience? Yeah, I, so I actually watched it on Hulu before I went on. Um, I watched seasons four through six, and I fell in love with the idea once I watched, because season four, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know if I can do this. Season five, I watched it, and I fell in love with Ashley and Anthony's story. Um, mm-hmm. And they had, like, such a love story, and, like, it just, to me, it looked like both people were putting in an equal amount of effort. So I was like, wow, Married at First Sight really works when each person is putting in their 100%. Hmm. If each person wants it and is willing to work for it. Um, And so that's what made me fall in love with the idea of going on Married at First Sight because it really can work. It just takes work from both people. Mm -hmm. How did you find out about the auditions and about them coming to Charlotte? So my best friend, um, she's like super, she just stays up on everything that happens in Charlotte. (laughs) And she texted me and Raven, my best friend, and we're um, really close. We grew we went to like elementary, middle school together. And so she texted us in a group message and was like, you both need to try out for Married at First Sight. So we're like, well, one of us, uh, we'll, we'll just both apply and see what happens. So we, Raven and I applied together and we did the applications. Um, yeah, I mean, and I just, both of us were like, there's no chance we'll even get called back. Like wow. there's no chance. Um, and somehow he and I both made it to like the end process. That's amazing. Yeah, what was that audition like? Did what kind of questions did they ask? So it so it starts with I don't know why anyone would wait like who would go on the show? It's so much work. Who would go on the show for not love? I don't get it. Um, uh, so it starts with a sixty-one question questionnaire, and that's everyone takes that, and it's like that's kind of how they start to weed out like who they might consider, um, and then you go have a Skype interview with one of the producers or like one of the field producers, and then. You, um, after you do a Skype interview, they have someone call you and, um, they do these workshops and you can, you, you show up to these workshops and you do all these psych evaluations. You end up doing like a 300. So once you make it past a Skype interview, you do a 350 question, um, survey. It took me seven hours and it's wow. like questions, like literally asking you about how you feel about sex, children, money, mm-hmm. relationships, parents, like family. Like, ask you about, like, you, I spent so much time, um, I was like, no guy would waste their time doing this if they didn't want to get married. So that's, that was where my mind was at, because it really is the longest process, and you do multiple psych evaluations, background checks, like, it's intense. Wow, that's, that's amazing. That's, that's a lot of time, and, like, they're really trying to, like, figure out the personalities and put you guys together. And it's, it's about like how you're, so for them, it's like, how do your values line up? So if I value family, they want to find someone who values family. If I value, like if I'm budget, some people are more loose with spending. Some people are more tight with spending. So they try to like, so there's eight areas that they try to match you on and they try to make sure your values at least align. Um, or you can like, sometimes they do do like the opposites attract thing. Like if say I'm lacking in the family area, like Matt was, then they'll match me with someone who is strong in the family area. So they are like in certain areas, they're looking for someone to compliment you in certain areas. They're looking for someone to like, uh, support you, you know? Interesting. It's really like a lot of work. I mean, this isn't, this show is not for the faint of heart. So that's why I always am so surprised when we have these people on the show for like, fame I'm like this is such a process yeah they had to really work hard to 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 get on this show right why would you waste yeah. like why would you waste your own time 
in much less someone else's time, you know? Waste that opportunity of falling in love. Right. Yeah. And like, and I, Matt and I end up having a talk where he basically ended up saying, like, he doesn't even believe in the concept of love. Like, yeah, like, he doesn't believe you can love someone. And, and I'm Why just like, on the show. Yeah, I mean, I think he regrets doing it. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm so sorry for what you went through. I mean, it's okay now. I think I needed that. Like, it was truly, like, a learning experience, and I needed that to get to the point where I am now. Um, so I'm kind of, like, I think I would do it again, even though it was eight weeks of hell. It was, like, eight weeks of hell that, like, truly shaped who I am now, and I like who I am now a lot more than who I was last year. Wow. And then for everyone who's um, who's listening who hasn't watched Married at First Sight, so Amber Bowles was um, one of the people chosen to be um, married on the show to Matt, what is his last name? Gwen. Okay, Matt Gwen. And um, he just didn't have his heart in it. We were just talking about that. Um, and he uh, ended up not even honoring the marriage. And But, but Amber you put your heart and soul into it. We all saw it and watched and were rooting for you on, on Netflix and on Lifetime when it first aired. Can you talk about like the response the audience had after the show aired? It was wild to me how many people related to my story because, you know, you think when you're in this, you're like, I'm alone. Like no one ever like will understand how I'm feeling, but it's crazy how many women and men have dated a Matt. Like, you know, everyone's dated their version of a Matt, and Matt, like, is the type of person you date, and you learn more about yourself, so, I mean, you know, and that's, like, a positive thing, it sucks that you had to go through it, because he is very selfish, sorry, my dog is, like, wait, Lenny, um, <laughs> my dog, oh, I see him, okay, hi, babies, I know, come here, <laughs> sorry, baby, I was trying to pick him up, and I actually squeezed his arm. Oh my gosh, he's so cute. Wait, raise him up, please. <laughs> yeah, hi. There you are. Yes. I, don't, I wonder why, like, when I picked him up, he screamed. I'm a little worried about oh, He's so cute. He's oh literally the cutest little puppy ever, but gosh, he has, he has, like, a little Energizer bunny rabbit, like. <laughs> Lenny, can you relax, baby? Come here. Come back. <laughs> I'm just going to steal his toy from him, so he's got it. Um, get it. All right. Here's the, hi cutie. Um, no, okay, so back, let's, where were we, where was the question? We can start over. Uh, so I was asking you, like, um, the about, the audience, audience. about the audience and what they thought when the show was airing, because I think a lot of people were just so drawn to you and Matt and, like, your story. Like, everyone on your season had such a powerful love story, and, like, for us, we were just watching yours as it slowly un unfurled. Um, can you talk a little bit about the audience? Yeah. So for me, it was strange because I felt in the moment when it was filming, I felt so alone. Um, but on the last day of filming, I even remember a producer um, or a video, um, one of the camera guys pulled me aside and he was like, just so you know, I've watched you these last eight weeks. And he's like, and I could relate to your, and this was a guy. He's like, I could relate to your experience so well. He's like, he said, oh. you know, everyone dates a Matt and I've, after the show and people started reaching out to me, it seems like everyone has had their experience with a Matt, if not like, you know, with not Matt, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it just feels like I was not as alone as I thought I was. Mm. So that was really nice to hear. And like, 
knowing that all these people, there's a lot of people who, who've messaged me and they're like, well, I, because I watched you um, ask for a divorce on decision day, um, I felt empowered to leave my toxic relationship. Wow. I mean, cause it's like people are watching their relationships unfold on TV. Like the, if you think about it, like my relationship is like a lot of people's relationships right now. And so, and it's toxic and they need to get out, but sometimes it's hard to get out when you're, when you're inside it and you can't see it, it's hard to leave it. But when you can start to see it, you're like, wow, this is super toxic. I need to leave. And I think it took me, um, uh, at least I would say f after talking with Dr. Viviana, I was ready to be done with Matt. Oh, wow. Or week, week five when we had our recommitment. Mm -hmm. Um, but I decided to give it a shot cause I'm just not a quitter. And I just didn't want to regret leaving it too early. Um, and I mean, that was probably a mistake on my part, but at least I know that I gave it my 100% the whole time. Yeah, we saw you working for it. We saw you working hard and like always trying to form a connection. So it was really inspiring to like all of us watching. Um, and can you talk about what's happening now? Are you officially divorced? I know in North Carolina, you have to wait a year and a day to be um, like separated. Yeah, you do. I'm working on it. Um, Matt is really slowing the process of getting this divorce. So unfortunately, um, even when I'm getting an absolute divorce now, so Matt never signed the previous separation documents. Um, and he, I sent them to him three times and he never signed any of them. And he's, he had them since September of 2019. Like as soon as the show finished airing, I, I mailed them to him and now we're in July of 2020. Um, he still never signed anything. Um, with the absolute divorce, he has to somehow acknowledge that he like under, he knows what's going on and we have to give him a period of time where he can like, I guess, um, say no, he doesn't want a divorce, which I don't yeah. think he's going to do, but he's yet to acknowledge he's even gotten the absolute divorce papers. He just has to, it's like a certified mail. I think he just has to like receive the mail and okay. like, but he hasn't even received the mail because he doesn't have a consistent home address. Oh my so, gosh. So it took me like a couple months to even get an address for him. Cause I think his friend where he was living moved. So yeah, it's just been really frustrating working through this divorce because he did nothing in the marriage and he did nothing in the divorce. Like he's truly like wasted so much of my time and it's really frustrating. And money. Are you paying those legal expenses or? No, luckily the show is paying for it, but we're getting to the yeah. end of our budget because they keep having to like spend more and more money on this divorce. Wow. So we're getting close to the end of our budget. And I mean like that's going to be on Matt. Like I'm not going to pay it. Yeah. If he wants to get a divorce, he can pay it. Wow. That's insane, but I'm so glad the show is able to help you. Right. They are. Thank God. Yeah. So we've got to stop and talk about our sponsor, Gbulance for PMS. It's a daily supplement that helps you be you. Gbulance is an over-the-counter nutritional supplement shown in clinical trials to relieve the emotional symptoms of PMS. That means less stress, anxiety, and more of getting back to your life. You deserve to be your best self all month long. And thanks to modern science, PMS is now optional. It's the first and only product for emotional PMS backed by real science with double-blind, placebo-controlled, peer-reviewed studies. And it works. I work for Jubilance because I'm here to help women, and this is the real deal. Jubilance isn't just a product. It's a global mission to make PMS mood swings a thing of the past. The Jubilance Sisterhood is a movement of thousands of strong women escaping the PMS struggle with science, sharing, and communal support. 
We're here for you each week with stories of amazing women, your weekly playlist on Spotify, and for you to dish and cry about periods on our Facebook group. So why not give Jubilance a try? Go to www.jubilance.com to learn more. And you also had some like powerhouse women on your season. Are you still in contact with all of them? Yes. So I talked to Beth and Iris the most. Deanna's just super busy with work and everything. And I yeah. still talk to Deanna. We talk a lot in a group message. Oh, um, cool. We're all really close. And like, I mean, we went through a shared experience and together. So it just like brought us like so much closer. No, there's only three people on this earth who understand what we went through, you know? Yeah. Like from a woman from Charlotte, like on our season who lived the exact same experiences. Like it's just us three. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. And what, what have you learned from each of them? They're all such different personalities. Um, okay. So Deanna, um, is just all she, I feel like her and Greg have the perfect relationship. So just Mm -hmm. a lot of like relationship goals there. You can learn, um, how to, like, I feel like she did a perfect job of being like playing hard to get, but not too hard to get, you know, like her and Greg just did it right. And Beth all about self-empowerment, she is like so inspiring because she just knows who she is and um, she knows who she is. There's no like changing that. And I kind of feel like seeing with Iris, like the way she handled her divorce with Keith and the way she handled the breakup. I mean, I was hurting for her because she obviously didn't want a divorce, but Keith asked for that on decision day. Um, so just seeing how she handled it with grace. Ugh, I just learned so much from her. That's wonderful. And what have you been up to since the show? It's been a while now, like now we're in quarantine, but um, what's life look like? I'm still teaching and I love it. I think that's like the number one question I get is like, are you still teaching? Yeah, because I can't imagine doing anything else. Like I love to talk and kids luckily are fun to talk to. Um, and, And I just love talking about books. So, I mean, what a better place is that than in an English classroom, you know? Um. What have you and, read recently? Uh, so right now I'm reading Inherent Vice, which I do not recommend. Um, okay. It's crazy. Like, so it was written like not that long ago, but it's set back in like the 1969, 1970. It's like, huh. and it's like this guy, the main character is a private detective, but he's always like doing these drugs. So it's like really hard to understand. I mean, it's, it's good. It's just like, you're like, wow, is he like, is this real or not? Cause you're always questioning like, what, <laughs> is this reality or is this not his reality? Oh, so, okay. Yeah. Um, but I also read, um, the five people you meet in heaven and that was so inspirational. Huh. <laughs> um, that was a really good one. And then what else have I read over quarantine? I've been reading some teacher books oh, and I read, a, um, I've been reading dare, which is a book about anxiety, just with COVID going on. Like, ugh, it's we just all hard need to this. Yeah. Like yeah. every, like every time I step outside, I'm like COVID, you know? So yeah. I've been reading, um, some stuff about anxiety and just trying to like work on that. That's a great idea. Yeah. And you have your own place. Are you still in there, your studio and your puppy? Well, I actually moved out of the studio. Um, so my best friend, um, another, I have t- two guy best friends. So my other guy best friend, his name's Bobby. Um, he was looking for, so we lived together for a year and a half. And then I moved out, got my own studio. And he was looking to move. And he moved to my complex and got a two bedroom. So I ended up moving with him. Oh, perfect. Um, right. Just we were already roommates for a year and a half. It's just so easy. And it's not, honestly, I'm an extrovert. So I get so tired of being home alone all the time. So I think that's why I'm, and and I'm living in a 1200 square foot apartment versus the five square foot studio, which is so nice. Like I felt like I did not have room in that studio. 
Oh my gosh, Amber, I'm in a 500 square foot one bedroom in New York. I hate it. Ugh. Like, I love it, but I loved it because it's easy to clean, but it's, yeah. I got like, I would get bored a lot. I'd be like, okay, so it's like Saturday morning and I'm doing nothing. <laughs> yeah, um, especially during quarantine. I'm like, get me out of here. Yeah, that's how I feel. And so now, at least with this, my apartment, I can like, I have a little workout space and I can do a lot more, which is nice. Oh, nice. That's awesome. That must be so good to have your best friend, like, with you during COVID. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I can't imagine living alone right now. Ugh. Yeah, just horrible. That would be horrible. Yeah. Um, and something that we always ask on this podcast is, what does womanhood mean to you? It can be, like, anything that comes to your head right now. I know it's, like, a definition that's probably constantly shifting and changing, but what is it right now? I really love that question, actually. Um, so for me, woman, like, I feel like women are just so powerful. And like, we embody growth because we grow, you know, babies inside us and we grow. I feel like every stage of life, women have like this moment of growth that I don't know that men always have. Like, we're just so introspective in ways that I, I think men can be introspective, but we have this growth in us. Like, I feel like every year of my life, I can pinpoint a moment and say, I grew here. Um, so womanhood to me is just like growth and like love and power all like wrapped into one. It's very beautiful to me. Yeah. I think that's really lovely. I love that idea of growth and I'm curious like how we'll all grow together during this experience that we're living through right now. Yes. Cause we have such a shared experience that, you know, there's no other time in our lives that we've ever experienced anything like this. So it's such a strange, like crazy time. Yeah, it's almost like what you were saying, like the shared experience of like four women from Charlotte getting married at first sight. Like, but now it's like the whole world is sharing this, world. this one thing. New Zealand, like marriage. <laughs> New Zealand's following the rules, so I wish I was in New Zealand right now. But oh my gosh, <laughs> yeah. there was no COVID cases now because they, yeah. Wow. I just saw an article that said, like, the Prime Minister of Barbados is saying that you can live there up to a year now and just, like, work from home in Barbados, and I'm like, gotta buy a flight, I hate New York now, <laughs> like, bye. <laughs> I know, I can't imagine being in New York right now, because I know they're pretty strict. Yeah, it's pretty strict, but it also feels a lot safer um, than it did. I mean, it was horrible, but um, everyone is taking it really seriously, which is uh, the good part about it. You need the South to... Yeah, another question that we like to ask on this is um, if you had any piece of advice for a woman that you just met on the street what would you tell them about anything um, I would give the advice to myself like last year so it's like your life does not need to be on a timeline so you see it's, it's so easy to look around you and say like oh at this age I should be having this type of career at this age I should be married at this age I should have kids and it's really easy to get caught up in the timeline and not in the journey so enjoy every moment regardless of your timeline you know you don't need a timeline you just need to enjoy every moment that's great I really need to like think more about that <laughs> horrible about like wanting to be on a timeline I think that's why I rushed and got married on national TV <laughs> yeah because <laughs> I was trying to like Everyone in my family is, like, married by 26, have kids by 28, and I'm just not oh. on the timeline. I'm just not. And, like, that's so beautiful and okay in itself, too, you know? 
Yeah, I think that's great. Come up to New York. We have no timeline. I love it. I know. <laughs> I mean, we're old up here. <laughs> <laughs> like I plan on being old and I don't, if I have kids, I have them. If I don't, I don't like it's honestly at this point, I don't really want to have kids because it's kind of fun not having them. Yeah. Can you talk about what's next for you? Do you see love on the horizon? Well, I am. So I have a boyfriend um, for almost six months now, or we're like between five and six months. Um, and he's just great. He actually has two daughters. So like, Oh yeah. And he's just a great, he's such a kind soul. Um, so I love just being around him. Um, and so I, uh, for my future, I just hope I continue can grow. I like, we can grow together. That's scary. (laughs) Awesome. Um, in the future, I want to grow with him, and then hopefully, um, I'm thinking about buying my own house. Like, that's the next big adventure of my life. Amazing. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah. it just, you know, with co- when once COVID started, I was like, you know what would be really nice right now? Like, having a backyard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and no one in it. <laughs> like, yes, please. <laughs> that's why I think I'm pushing. Um, so that's where I see myself in the next six months, like, kind of, like, starting to be independent and moving wow. out on my own again we'll see how That's it goes amazing. oh congratulations Thank you. <laughs> yeah is there anything you else you would like to add to our listeners um I just enjoy, I love uh being here and I've enjoyed talking to you so and um, whenever you want like if you have anything you ever want to talk about again let me know awesome thank you so much Amber for being on yeah always I really enjoyed it yeah, I was, like, very much, like, fangirling when you, like, DM'd me on Instagram, because I was, like, I'll just try it, <laughs> but well, I was excited, because I love, so I love to listen to podcasts, so I don't know if that I'm very good at them, but. <laughs> oh, this is awesome! I can't wait to, like, listen to this one. <laughs> it's, I'm definitely going to, um, and I loved, like, your, like, I felt like it was all about women, so I'm, like, oh, yeah, I'm a fan. Yeah, let's so. empower some girls. Oh, yeah, I mean, like, our world is set up to empower men. Let's empower women. Yeah, I agree. (laughs) Definitely. I'm excited. (laughs) Yeah, thank you so much, Amber. Yep. Well, I hope you have a wonderful day. Thank you. You too. Thanks so much for listening. And thank you for being a part of the Jubilant Sisterhood. To find out more, visit Jubilance.com for more of Weekly Woman and Female Empowerment. See you next time. (laughs) 